the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Sideline Sanity with me, Michelle Tafoya, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There has never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Go to LegacyPMInvestments.com. LegacyPMInvestments.com. Do you know anyone who's had a miscarriage? Have you had a miscarriage? A family member? your wife, your significant other, your aunt, anyone. It is not uncommon. It is one of the most emotionally painful things someone can go through when they're trying to have a baby. And when I had one, as my husband and I were trying to have children, I chalked it up to the, okay, I'm 37, started late. We're bound to have one miscarriage. Here we go. Let's try again. But it's what happened next that nearly crushed me and truly tested our marriage. I'm going to tell you, and the reason I'm going to tell you is because I'm hoping to help somebody who might be in the same situation. That's coming up. For nearly three decades, she's reported the action from the sidelines. She started very young. She's covered the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and the college football and basketball national championships. And now, during these insane times in our world, Michelle Tafoya thinks we need a serious dose of sanity. This is Sideline Sanity with your host, one of the sanest people on planet Earth, Michelle Tafoya. So why would I talk to you about having a miscarriage? Because is one of the most life-changing things in my life was not being able to easily have children. And I know there are a lot of people out there who go through it, and I want to offer some hope through my story. You have one miscarriage, you think. So many people have miscarriages. I had an aunt who had five, but that was after she already had three children and they wanted more. I got married late because I was so committed to my job that I put my social life on hold and really focused on being the best sportscaster I could be. And I wasn't meeting the right person. And when I finally met my husband, bam, I just knew immediately this was the guy I was going to marry. We shared so many, we shared virtually every value that is important. We shared. I loved his family. I felt like I hit the jackpot and I still do. And we got married and he was seven years younger than I am. So there was this natural, hey, let's hold off on having kids. Let's let's travel. And we traveled. We did a lot of fun traveling together. He joined me at the Sydney Olympics when I was covering those. We did lots of stuff. It was fun. We waited. And then we decided to start trying. And my first pregnancy, it was so exciting. I couldn't wait. I mean, my dad was one of 11 offspring. My mom had four kids. I was the youngest. So I thought this pregnancy thing is going to be easy. I just come from a line of fertile myrtles. This will be easy. 
get pregnant. Something felt wrong about close to three months in. And I'm trying to remember if it was actually three months in. The, the important thing is I went to the doctor and it's what was called a blighted ovum, which meant that the egg just wasn't going to produce anything. So I had what's called a DNC and um, it's basically a, aborting the pregnancy. And I was told, you got to wait. Don't try too soon. You want to give your body a chance to heal. So we did. When we got pregnant the second time, I was over the moon. I thought for sure this was, you know, we got our one miscarriage out of the way. This one was going to take and it was going to be great. And I was so happy. And we told our in-laws and we started talking about names. And then I had another miscarriage. And this one was exponentially more devastating because I thought two in a row. Okay. I mean, my sister had twins and had a daughter so quickly and easily. She was in her thirties. Why couldn't I? And all of a sudden I saw babies everywhere. And it's not that there were more babies. It's just that you notice them more when you want one so badly. I mean, and of course, all of my friends were having babies. I remember one friend, a hometown friend saying, oh, shoot, we just, we thought we want to have the baby in September, back time nine months, and boom, we got pregnant. And, and, and people started sharing these stories with me that weren't helping at all. And that's one thing as I stop for a minute in this story and tell you, when you know someone and they're confiding in you that they've had a miscarriage, don't tell them how successful you've been at getting pregnant. It is the last thing they want to hear. They're already feeling like a failure. I know I was. I mean, here I had this younger husband and I felt like this old lady all of a sudden who couldn't get pregnant. And so the last thing you want to hear is how other people are just having no problem getting pregnant. I don't know. what. Why don't you try this? Why don't you try that? Don't do that. I beg of you. So I finally decided because of my age, again, I was close to 38 at this point. I think. And I decided to go talk to a doctor. And I did. And he said to me, I want to show you some statistics. I want to show you some numbers. Here's what happens once you turn 35. Here are pregnancy chances. And then it went just boom. There was like this waterfall after age 35. And I said, well, I think I need to share these numbers with my husband. He's a real numbers oriented guy. And this doctor was recommending that we try in vitro fertility. If you don't know what that is, that's basically fertilizing an egg outside of the woman's body and then re-implanting the embryo to, to then happen. And what it enables you to do is have a bunch of eggs <laughs> rather than just going through the one or one egg a month, you harvest a bunch of eggs. It sounds really weird, but it's an effective way for people who have had trouble getting pregnant to get pregnant. So we did it. We did the in vitro. I think we collected about seven eggs, fertilized them, and only one took. So we said, okay, let's shake some fairy dust on this thing and let's, uh, let's give it a whirl. So we went in for the implantation and basically they're just putting the, the little embryo right back in you 
And I remember feeling optimistic and joyous. And what happened next was truly a shocker. And I'm going to tell you about that right after this. Well, you've heard me say it. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals because inflation is through the roof and gas prices and all of that stuff that we can't really control as individuals. And we wish policymakers were doing a better job and putting us in better positions to have our retirement funds and our 401ks and so forth be flourishing right now. But that's not the case. But one thing that can hedge against inflation and hedge against a weakening dollar is gold. And gold and silver are really smart long-term plays for your investments. And when I invest in gold and silver, I trust legacy precious metals. And I'd like to recommend you try them as well, or at least call them and ask some questions. I don't know if you remember 2008. I think we all can agree it was a crash. Those who invested in gold saw huge gains. Others didn't do so well. In fact, many lost their retirements. So now is the time. The sooner, the better you just get your questions out of the way. You'll feel like you know more and you'll be better educated to make this decision for yourself. So speak to an IRA expert at Legacy Precious Metals. The number is 866-528-1903, 866-528-1903. You can also go to their website and download their free investor's guide. Go to LegacyPMInvestments.com, LegacyPMInvestments.com. Dot com. Check them out. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. So now we're talking about in vitro. After the two miscarriages, we decided to go and get some help, have the in vitro done. One embryo is all we got out of it. Implant the embryo. Go back for the pregnancy test. You're positive. Woohoo! go in for the ultrasound. And I'll never forget it because the woman who was doing the ultrasound, the technician, she was hard of hearing. And so her speech was a little bit different from someone who isn't hard of hearing. But she was such a dear and she was doing this and she kind of got this look on her face and she ran and got the doctor. And he came in and they looked and someone went like this. I'm holding up two fingers. We had identical twins. And that happens when, when you're re-implanting an egg, it's, or an embryo rather, it splits. So it, it just splits right in half, which means you have two identical embryos. And the doctor said to me, there's good news and bad news here. You have twins. That's great news. 
the the thing you want to remember is that they are genetically identical. So if one is genetically not viable, you're going to lose both. Well, my husband and I left there just not even thinking about that. We were thinking, oh my gosh, we're having twins. Are you kidding me? I remember I called my sister because she had twins and I said, this is going to be crazy. I don't, you know, and everyone was so over the moon and excited and it was, it was finally going to happen. And early in the pregnancy, I was assigned to do the Pro Bowl in Hawaii and my husband went with me and his sister went along with us and we all went, we're having a great time and something went wrong along the way. And I think I was, I can't, I, again, 13, 14 weeks into my pregnancy and something went wrong. And we had to go to this emergency room in, not in downtown Honolulu, but near the, the Pro Bowl location. And it, it was bare bones. And all I wanted to know was, did my babies have heartbeats? And this gal is doing the ultrasound and she's looking and she can't answer me and she won't answer me. And she brings in a doctor. And this is after hours of waiting. My husband and I are just tearing our hair out. The doctor comes in and he said, I don't see cardiac activity in one and I'm not sure about the other. So they sent us along to the downtown Honolulu hospital. Another doctor, after hours of waiting, comes and looks and says, no, you've lost them both. I can't do the Pro Bowl like this. I'm crushed. I'm absolutely crushed. So I called my producer and I said, I got to go home. I I can't do the Pro Bowl like this. And again, we did the DNC to just end the pregnancy rather than let it happen naturally. And it was one of the most painful experiences, emotionally, physically, you name it, that I've ever gone through. And I, I later remember coming into the dining room where my husband was sitting one day and he had his head in his hands, just staring at the table. And I said, what's going on? And he said, I just, I'm starting to doubt that we're going to have that little white picket fence future that we dreamed about. And that just tore me up inside. Here I was, I was sort of the older one, maybe he was, I probably more mature than I was, but I, I felt like I needed to lift him up and he had just been supporting me through all of this. And it was brutal. It was brutal. I wouldn't wish this on anyone. And so for people who are going through it, I feel you. It's awful on so many levels. You want a family so badly. You've met the person you were meant to be with. You know, you waited your life to meet this person. You found them. You're happy. You want the children together and you can't have them. And at that moment, you're not even really thinking about other options because you're just so sad. You're so sad that you can't have children that the two of you have created. I mean, it's a very natural longing to have children of your own that will look like the two of you, that will maybe have some of your character traits that you carry in your own belly, that you nurture along. That's a very natural yearning 
At least it was for me and it was for my husband. And this was just an awful, awful time. So now we tried the in vitro again. We got nothing. No viable embryos at all. And I just was giving up hope. So it was brought to our attention that we could do donor eggs where they would find a woman who resembled me in certain ways, maybe had my Hispanic background, my hair color, whatever. And we'd use my husband's sperm to fertilize the stranger's eggs. I would carry them. I would still be nurturing that baby in my belly. We thought a lot about this. It was really difficult to imagine. But we talked to counselors about it and they said, you will feel like this is your child. You will feel, you're going to carry this baby in your belly. You're going to feel like this is your child. And it, you know, it's, <sighs> so we said, let's go for it. Let's do it. I can put my, I don't know if it's ego or my selfish wishes aside. When you're in this boat, and hopefully those of you who are listening understand this, it's it's a really tough decision to decide how you're going to have a family when you can't even get pregnant or keep a pregnancy. And again, after we lost the twins, I remember we put out an email to all of our friends and family saying, please just let us be for a while. Let us be. We're trying to deal with this in the way that we think is best. We're listening to our doctors. We don't need advice. But sure enough, you get this unsolicited advice. Everything from, are you drinking green tea? To, you know, when I got pregnant, we were in this place in Wisconsin and the bed was facing north-south. And it's like, really? You're suggesting we run up to this place in Wisconsin where you got pregnant so we can get pregnant? I mean, that's how it was insane. The kind of stuff people would offer as ideas and solutions to this massive life issue. It would have been comical if it weren't so damn painful. And I mean to tell you. And then again, of course, when you're in this position, all you notice is every other pregnant woman on the street, in the airport, every other baby you can't escape it. It's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's brutal. I, I am so empathetic for anyone who's going through this or has gone through this. So again, we opt for the donor eggs and they start their search. It so happened that that around that time, my husband and I were going out to the NFL owners meetings in Hawaii and I know this all sounds glamorous and great, but again, remember, uh, all I care about is I can't have a baby. <laughs> I don't care that I'm going to Hawaii to hang out with the NFL owners. I didn't, you know, it was part of my job, but I just wanted to have a baby with my husband. We're in Hawaii and it's a, you know, a huge time change from Minnesota and it's hot and I'm tired and I'm probably emotionally exhausted and all the rest. We get home from Hawaii and I took a glance at the calendar and I thought, hold on a second. What's going on? I'm a little late. Uh, 
So I ran to the drugstore and I got a pregnancy test and I took the pregnancy test and I saw the little lines you're supposed to see when you're pregnant, but I still called the 800 number on the damn box because I was so scared. And I asked the woman in the other end, what am I supposed to be seeing on this little stick? And she told me and she said, do you want to be pregnant? And I said, oh God, yes. She said, well, honey, you're pregnant. I'm on the phone with an 800 number and I'm like in tears. Now, I had no evidence in my life that this should be a happy time, right? Everything should have pointed me toward, you're going to lose another baby. You're going to, this is going to not, it's not going to take, you're going to have a miscarriage. All of the logic told me, don't get excited. All of it said, don't get excited, Michelle. This, you're only going to break your heart again, but I can't explain it to you except to say that I was elated and there was nothing that could change my mood that day. Nothing. I, I can't explain that to you. Now I will say I went and I rented a heart rate monitor, <laughs> the, the kind that you put on your belly to see if your baby's heart is beating. And I, Checked it probably four times a day. Is that heart still beating? Is that heart still beating? Is that heart still beating? But we decided, my husband and I, not to tell a soul. And, and we were really keeping our emotions in check. I Internally, I was not. I was so excited. Again, no reason to be. All evidence to the contrary. This shouldn't work. We waited. We had an amniocentesis done to make sure everything was good. We found out everything was good, that we were having a boy, and then we broke the news. And I remember my husband and I went and took my father-in-law, my husband's dad, out to dinner. Lunch, lunch, it was lunch. And we said, we have something to tell you, Papa. And we told him, and he sat there, and he stared down at his salad, and he said, tell me again. And we told him again, and he said, I have been praying for this every day. It, yeah, because in the interim, his other child, his daughter, my sister-in-law had gotten pregnant, which was heartbreak city for me. I wanted to be so happy for her, but I thought she's so much younger than I am. And she just got pregnant without really thinking about it. And how is this fair? And everyone knew I was devastated by that news, even though I wanted to be so happy for her. It just, it was, it was next to impossible to not just be feeling like just life isn't fair, you know? So somehow or another, this all worked out. And this miracle happened and we had this baby. And, you know, you think it's so simple, like there's a recipe and we all know what the recipe is for getting pregnant. We know what it takes. And you think ah, it just happens. It is truly miraculous that it happens when you dig into it and understand exactly what has to work out and that all the chromosomes have to be perfect and intact and all the rest. And and then it worked. And we had our son. And I've never been more grateful for anything. 
maybe for one other thing, which I'll explain in a minute. It, it was truly an incredible ending to a, a very, very painful era saga of our lives. Now, it doesn't always end this happily for everyone. Not everyone has this joy of ultimately getting pregnant and on your own without donor eggs, without in vitro, without the stuff you've been trying and you just suddenly get pregnant and you have the baby. For people going through infertility, that's not always the way it ends. And it did for us and we were so grateful that we had a child of our own. But we also knew we had some other decisions to make. Because we didn't want just one child. We were so, so utterly thrilled and have been every day since that we had our son. But we wanted a bigger family. So what were we going to do about that? After that whole entire roller coaster we had just ridden. One of the most straining periods of our life together. And as our life individually, and for me, it was one of the most painful experiences of my life and for my husband as well. And then together it was just, but we had our son. What came next was something I never expected to do in my life. And I'll tell you all about it in part two of this episode of Sideline Sanity. Be brave, do good, and don't give up hope. Well, Sideline Sanity, we are very proud to be sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals, and we're joined by Charles Thorngren, the CEO of Legacy Precious Metals. Charles, we are hearing now that this is not transitional inflation. This is not a bump in the road. This inflation is going to be here a while. What, what, does, that, what does that tell you? You know, that's the scary thing. Um, I think, you know, economies and, and, and such like that, they can deal with small jars. We have a, a unique situation. We had a Fed that waited much too long to react to the situation, calling inflation transitionary for a year when everyone knew it wasn't. But more importantly than that, coming out now saying this is going to be here. This is long term. This is not short term. We're going to have elevated rates for the long term. And why that gets really scary is that means the cost of doing business is going to be elevated for years, which means the cost of goods are going to be elevated for years, which means if companies can't make enough money, they will go out of business. This is why we, we hear some of your bigger companies are already talking about layoffs. So it's a unique situation. The Fed found themselves in a very bad place. And they reacted way too slow. And this is why we're at where we're at. So if I'm an investor, then what's why do I want gold and silver in my portfolio? What what will that do for me? You know, that, that's a great question. And that's a question we get a lot. And and really what gold and silver do, um, they act as the hedge against the dollar weakness. They act as a hedge against the other markets. And we know that the Dow and, and all of your markets, all your indices are, are, are pulling back, right? 
that's not the issue. It's not what's already happened. It's what's yet to come. And that's where we, we need to prepare. So depending on who you listen to and, and the research that you do, you know, there are case studies are saying expect to see another 25, 20 to 25% pullback in your equities markets based on interest rates and loans and, and the bond markets they're suffering as well. No one's going out to buy bonds knowing that they're going to be um, an increased return on them in three months. It makes no sense. So that leaves you in a position of what to do with your money and how to protect yourself. This is where gold and silver come in. This is why we say this is a long-term play. You buy it, you forget about it, let it do its, its job. And its job is to go up over time as the dollar gets weaker, as the purchasing power gets less, gold and silver increase. It protects that purchasing power. And that's the great thing about it. And there's your bottom line and why you need to call Legacy Precious Metals or go download their investor's guide at LegacyPreciousMetals.com. Charles, it's always good to talk to you because these are nerve-wracking times for people. You know, it, it's just the fact of the matter is, as we were told by the, the Fed chair, there's going to be some pain. So if people know that they've got something solid sitting in their investment portfolio, I think they're going to feel a little bit better, right? Absolutely. And we, you know, when we look at the actions that have happened just recently, I mean, the Fed has taken a very unique stance and they've done something very um, extraordinary. Three quarters of a basis points raises months in a row. That's one of the largest raises you've ever seen in the Fed through the history of the Fed. And it's not just once. One time is shocking. Here we are on the third month now. And we'll probably do another half a, half a basis point next month or, or later this month, possibly even three quarters of a point. So when you look at that and you say that number is going to grow to where the Fed interest rates will be about 5%, unheard of. That means the interest rate to you and I, if that's what banks pay to borrow money, we're going to see, you know, credit cards will probably be over 28, 30% again. You're going to see home loans coming in 9, 10, possibly even 11%. And it's it's a scary time. And this is why we say, okay, know this coming. Don't be afraid. You You now are aware. So now you can protect yourself. And that's what we help people do. Don't be afraid. Prepare. Just prepare yourself. And like I say every day, I trust Legacy Precious Metals when it comes to investing in gold and silver. So go to LegacyPMInvestments.com. LegacyPMInvestments.com. Charles and his group can answer any and all of your questions. Charles, thank you so much. My pleasure as always. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.